What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sab Talks. Sab here. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Super excited. A uh, little bit of a slow start, but you know, we'll get the ball rolling. We're gonna continue to get better. And uh, for those of you who are listening, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. We are gonna do something a little bit different today. Um, actually, for the next couple episodes, uh, we're gonna kind of have like a few parts, part one, part two type uh, podcast here about the same subject line. Kind of see how that goes. Kind of like a series, I guess people call it. Um, But we are going to be talking about relationships, actually. So this is going to get kind of personal, um, definitely on my end. I, you know, it's going to be the good, the bad, the ugly, all of that. I'm going to talk about my personal experiences as well as experiences I've had with other people and kind of what I helped them through. And I'm not going to lie, it's a little emotional when I talk about the bad, but I feel like, you know, we is, I feel more women. I experienced, I've talked to more women who's gone through a lot of things more than men, not saying that men don't because men definitely go through that as well. But I feel like we've got to open up and talk about these things that go on. I feel like this weird stigma that people um, shouldn't talk about it or any of that because we should. I think it opens up a lot of people's eyes personally that they either are going through something like that or have experienced it and they just, you know, we got to make sure that they know they're not alone in the situations of life either. So we're actually going to start off on the bad here, I definitely want to start there because I kind of want to get, you know, I want this podcast to be, you know, it is a personal journal and some of the personal things I've experienced and some of the things that I want to share with you guys is not always fun because life isn't always fun and I have definitely gone through a lot, a lot in my life and I want to share that sad part with you guys as well as the fun and there will definitely be a lot of fun don't you worry but I feel like you know I want to be that breakthrough where I talk about my personal to maybe somebody can feel that they're not alone and other things like that and I think that's a very big deal to other people and I feel like that's a big thing that we got to start doing we can't just bury it anymore we got to talk about it because we got to we got to come together as um, human beings and as women and as, you know, so we're not, we're going to start off with the bad. So prepare yourselves, you guys. So um, I have been in two relationships total in my life. And uh, the one I'm currently in is my second. And it's a complete 180 for my first. And it's amazing what happens to you. Um, after that experience, honestly. So we're going to kind of dive in. Like I said, this is going to be broken down. So give or take, depending on how long this one is, um, where we're going to kind of pick up and off. And I'll let you guys know that at the end of the podcast for sure. So we're going to just kind of start at the beginning. Uh, my very first relationship, I was 19. Yep, 19. I never really dated in high school. I was what people called 
prude because I didn't put out, especially right away. Um, so I don't know. I think the school I went to was just a hellhole for me the entire way around. But he actually went to my school. He was a grade older than me. We, um, he was a family friend on top of that. I was actually close with his sister who was older than him by a grade because we were in choir together. So I knew him in high school and I knew him when we would go over to their house to have dinner and he was so charming, very, very charming. You would have, you know, like you just, he was very good at like, being so charming and so sweet and so, like, persuasive, I want to say. And uh, we definitely knew each other for a while. We were just friends in the beginning, definitely. Um, and then we uh, went out, and he was he had moved to Las Vegas. So we went out to Las Vegas for a quick trip so my mom could see his mom because they were friends at the time and I was 19 and uh you know I guess he said that he had a crush on me for a very long time I didn't know that I was oblivious whatever but he charmed his way so I told him why not I'll give you I'll give you a shot you know everyone kept telling me to do it do it do it he's so nice he's so sweet you gotta go for it so I did I thought okay Sure. Why not? So I did. And like I said, in the beginning, he was so charming. And I was going through a lot of um, bad stuff um, that I'm not going to get into. That's going to be for a whole other topic. I was just not in a good place. So really at that age, I was just needing someone to say they, you know, wanted me and that they loved me and all that. I wasn't healthy, but that's where I was at in life. So any type of relationship wasn't really going to be healthy anyway. But this was a whole other level of unhealthy, which we're going to get into. So I, um, he was actually my first everything. Um, you know, I gave him everything, you know, and that's a very big deal for me, a very big deal for me. You know, because I honestly believe that it was something, you know, to give to somebody that loved you, you know, for the first time. And you want to give it away generally for somebody that's going to care for you that first time because it makes that, that moment kind of scary. Now, some of you don't believe that, and that's totally fine, and I get that, and some of you do. So for me, I was more of that one. So we were doing long distance because I was living in Colorado at the time. And uh, we were going back and forth. I went um, for his birthday. That's when kind of everything happened. And then he came out for a wedding in July. And then he convinced me that I need to move out there with him. So I did. And I remember saying bye to my mom. And it was super hard because I always was with my mom. My mom was my rock. And, I, you know, it was going good for quite a bit I was again in a very bad place and he knew that I told him everything so he took that 
he took the vulnerability and he used it to get me to move out there and to do all these different things. And I want to say like a month or two in, it changed super drastically, actually. It, it changed. I never expected myself to be in the situation I was in. I was miles away from home and his true colors popped out. Really did. He was rude. He was cruel. And he was mean. And he calculated it. And his family was the same. His family was the same. His mom hated me when I moved. And proceeded to tell me. So he was going to school um, at first to be a doctor or whatever. The kid was, you know, we were living with his parents. He had no money. I didn't really have a lot of money. I was in the process of getting my medical assistant certification so we were both broke, and she called me a gold digger. She apologized for saying I was a gold digger, but she did. And I remember we were in a store, and he had asked me something, and I, like, responded back to him in a completely fine tone. But according to him, but to him that wasn't good enough. So he proceeded to go off on me on the car ride home. Granted, we hadn't been dating that long. It had only been four months when we finally, when I got convinced to move out there, to live with him and to be with him. Four months. And he was screaming at me in his car. And I broke down. And the way he was yelling at me and the way he was wording it, I truly felt like it was my fault. And I didn't want him mad at me because at the time, I needed him to stay, and he knew that because he knew of my issues. I needed that connection. I never felt good enough for anybody, so I wanted to keep him. And again, that's why this was so unhealthy, because it was unhealthy. This was so unhealthy. Anyway... It was um, when we fight, he would tell me maybe I need to go back home and we shouldn't be together anymore. And he wants, he wants to leave and this is a waste of his time. And I would hyperventilate and I couldn't stop. And then he would hold me and tell me he loves me and that it's okay and yada, yada, yada. So this went on. For uh, six months, this is how it kind of kept going. Uh, he would get mad if I didn't want to go with him to while he did his job because I would be too tired. I wanted to stay home. And have a little bit of me time. He would get mad if I fell asleep in the car. If I did go with them. Because I used to at first. Just because I wanted to spend as much time with them. Um, and he would put up signs. And it became this. Pull, tug, pull, tug, pull, tug. Um, and then I got my job. I graduated. I got a job. And then I um, was paying rent. And things like that. Because you, I felt like I should. And then he started asking for money all the time for not, you know, for him, for his family, for his parents, for his sister, for whoever. And then I started asking why. Why do they need that? Why are they needing that? And then it became a fight. And then he would scream at me. And then he would later apologize. So what he was doing was blowing up and causing emotional stress 
and then pulling it back in and manipulating me to thinking that I'm never going to find better than this. But the way he worded things, like, you're never going to find anybody better than me, pretty much. Um, he turned me against my family. I fought with him all the time, tooth and nail, because of what he would tell me and how he would say things. And I believed them because I was so in love with them. And uh, I really, my relationship with my dad was never really there in the beginning. And he knew that. But I didn't want it to go away completely. Because so I was trying as an, you know, as an adult to maybe where the childhood issues came from, maybe fix them. And he cut me off. So I was alone, completely alone. Looking back at that, I, re- I regret that moment of listening to him about what my family was because he was wrong. Like, we fight all the time, of course. I mean, we're family. But that part was so wrong. It was awful. And we got into it. Um, a year anniversary hit. And I'm still trying to make him happy. And... uh We fought on our year anniversary, a very big one. I learned quickly that if we didn't fight for a week, it was about to blow up in our face. Um, But if we fought every day, it wouldn't be as bad. And he used to tell me that if you don't fight, there's no passion. That's how you know it's real, and that's how you know it's good. And that's wrong, too. Let me tell you, because the way we fought was horrible. Because when he would scream at me, I would yell back. And when he would get frustrated, he would throw things. And at one point, he threw something so hard that it hit me. And then he started crying and asking me forgiveness. Um, and I took it. His sister constantly would make sure I felt belittled in certain ways. when she started living with his family. And you could tell his parents did the same. I just felt so lost that I would bury myself in the room all the time. I just couldn't picture myself getting out of bed anymore. I was so stressed out, and my anxiety level was through the roof. I started losing weight because I was walking on eggshells. I didn't know who was going to blow up in my face or when it was going to happen. His mom would yell at me and tell me that if I'm not a 50s housewife type girl, that I'm not worthy of anybody in this family or her son. I've never been that type. I am not a stay-at-home cook for him, do all of his needs. I'm sorry, but this goes both ways. And it turned into this really hard place to live. And um, he would complain about his family to me, but you know you can't say anything. And um, we were approaching our two-year anniversary and I needed to get away from his family I just wanted him and me um by a year and a half I really started to pull away from him I couldn't really figure out you know like how can I keep doing this myself being so emotionally abused all the time and mentally um So I was hoping maybe this our anniversary would kind of 
fix things because I didn't want to give up on it yet. As sad as that sounds, I didn't. So I wanted to go on a a romantic getaway, so I thought a cruise for a week because his birthday and our anniversary were around the same time. And I told him that. And uh, he was told him, I specifically said, I cannot be around your family right now. I got to get out of this situation. I need it to be just you and I because we need that right now. Like, we really need this right now. And um, he agreed at first. And then I came home. And his parents bombarded me saying, thank you so much for taking us on your trip. And I was thinking, what? Wait, what? He up and invited his parents to our romantic trip because he said they need to get away from the house and the stress that his sister was putting on them. But he never thought about me. It was never really ever about me. I was just a toy to use to shell out money. He did not pay for this vacation. I ended up paying for this vacation. We couldn't even do the cruise anymore. And when I asked him why, it became a fight. So I dropped it because I had to ensure that I was going to be okay from him. So we all ended up at Disneyland for a week. And then we fought on his birthday and we fought on our two anniversary. In fact, I was crying in front of everybody at the parade that I had to put on my glasses and I just scooted away from him. And I remember his dad looking at me and looking at him. It was just, it was bad. It was bad. Um, I think that moment I broke completely. I think he finally, finally um, broke every spirit I had left of shelling out money, doing all this at the time. I even had to give his sister money that she never that she paid him back but he never gave me that money back that was mine for her car I um I couldn't believe it I I truly couldn't believe it that I was here I've seen other people go through it and I could not understand or believe how I got there I was still finally coming around and talking to my family. I even went to my sister's graduation. We were finally getting a little closer. And I think I started to really slowly, I started to pull away from him. We finally got our own apartment in July. I finally got him convinced him I got that I I could not do it anymore. And I thought that that was going to fix our problems. I never did. I went back in August, that August, to go visit my family again. And he was demanding me to get closer to his dad. His parents were having issues. Um, so he wanted me to talk to his dad all the time, get close to him, hang out with him later in the evening, yada, yada, yada. I did it for him because I was scared if I didn't, what he would do. He was good at the scare tactic. So when I, um, uh, he sends me this message when I'm there saying to just send him a message saying that his dad wasn't really in a good mood, 
just to let him know that him and I were always praying for him. So I did. And then he started hitting on me, flirting with me, blatantly telling, pretty much saying that he wanted to date me. Um, I freaked out. My mom and my sister saw the message. They freaked out. I didn't know what to do. I told my, I told him at the time. I sent him the messages. He said to just don't do anything. He'll take care of it. I honestly thought he was going to take care of it. He did it. He swept it under the rug. So I had to get an Uber home because no one could pick me up. I got home. Pretty much told me, you're never to see him alone. You're never to do this. He was yelling at me. So then I got mad saying, this is not my fault. You're the one that told me to do this. How was I supposed to know that? So then I just couldn't go into the house anymore. I didn't want to be around that family anymore. So then he started making me come around him again. He would make me hug him. He'd make me get close to him. And I felt so, I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do at all. Um, my mom came to visit me and uh, she saw it. And she was freaking out because she couldn't understand how they, he could let me be near him. I, uh, at that point, I think is when I completely knew it was done. But I just wanted to keep lying to myself. I wanted to keep lying to myself. My mom came to visit me over the long, I want to say, it's Labor Day? I don't know. The one in September. She came to come see my new apartment. Um, and he was not happy about that either. So she was coming to come see my apartment that we were living at. And uh, she said that she had stepped into that house and immediately was just taken back. The entire place looked like his. She said, except the bathroom where you could tell it was mine. She said, you could tell he completely took over. And took me away. My clothing style was different. He made me change it. He took every ounce of myself away. And changed it to somebody for his image. She said that she prayed for me that night. Because she felt scared. For me. That this was going to turn. Much worse. Than it was already at felt that he was going to start actually physically violently hurting me soon. Um, I could see it happening myself. Thinking back at it, there were a lot of instances where he almost probably did. Um, he didn't want her at this house, so he shipped us off to California. Um, I, We both later agreed the reason he didn't want her in that house is because he didn't want her seeing what it was like for what it really was, him and me. He again was trying to manipulate the situation. So the entire time my mom is just slowly getting to me. Um, 
she is telling me that I do I know I have other options. I told her I do know that. It's like I know. I could get somebody else. Cause I was realizing it now. Um she was asking me all these questions and saying all these things like, you know, you can come home, things like that. She was slowly breaking down these walls, but God also answered her prayer because I had been praying. So then, um, fast forward to the end of September, early October, I want to say early October, his mom ended up in the hospital, um, but I was supposed to go to Texas to go see my brother, um, his uh, girlfriend, she was the girlfriend at the time, and we were all going there for family. I had asked him prior, because I had bought the tickets, if he wants me to cancel and stay with him with his mom. He said, no, I need to go see my family. So I said, okay. So I did. I asked him to do the dishes before I left. I didn't have time. Just the one thing. I did all the housework, which he, we're going to get into in a minute. So I go, and we were having fun, and I was laughing, and I was having drinks, and he found out that I was drinking, with family, so he uh, ignored me for the rest of the trip, brilliantly. Um, I finally opened up to Summer, Sam, and our friend Leah about what was going on, about everything. Um, I didn't go quite into detail, but I finally let them know what was happening, and. Uh, on my way to the airport, my mom looked at me because I had been crying because he was ignoring me and refusing to talk to me at the moment. She said, if you want to come home, you can come home. And I think right there was the deciding factor. I think at that moment, having her in my corner, even if... You didn't, I didn't feel like I had anybody. I think at that moment, understanding that they were still there, no matter what have happened, was a big moment for me. And when I got home, we fought, and his dad took me home, which I did not want, because again, I didn't feel comfortable, and the dishes weren't done. So I did them, we fought about it. I asked him why he ignored me, when he told me I should go. So our fighting started becoming more frequent. I really started to push him. Like, really. So, again, one night, he uses the same tactic he used to always use on me to make me hyperventilate. Maybe we should break up. Maybe this. And I didn't say anything. I even, um, I said, I just, like, shrugged and I said, maybe we should. And then he looked at me and he's like, do you even still love me? And I couldn't honestly answer that anymore. So I said, I don't know. I've lately been feeling like I don't love you the same as I used to. And that I'm falling out because I don't know what to do anymore with this. And he walked out that night. He came back later, but he walked out that night. And I think he finally understood that his hold on me was gone. Um, 
so we finally, he finally started saying some random things. He started changing what he wanted in life, even though we had talked about it very, a lot. So he wanted to use that tactic on me as well. And, um, so he was saying that he doesn't believe in marriage and he definitely doesn't want kids and he wants to open up these strip clubs and all this random stuff and that we need to talk about if we're going to stay together. And so he then told me that he will not compromise. We finally got into this discussion. And at this point, I was done. So he said, he's not compromising, so it's up to me if I want to compromise or if this needs to be done. So I actually told him, it's a proud moment for me. I was like, I will not compromise anymore for you, and I'm done. So I guess we're done. So then I ended up, I don't remember what time that was at, but I remember calling my mom and then telling her, I'm coming home. We broke up. So then I had to put my two weeks in for work and all of that and uh, get all my stuff done. And, you know, two weeks later, my uh, mom was getting on a plane so that we could drive with my stuff back. I ended up being dumb as I was. I ended up having that permit still going and, like, a lot of stuff in my name, which I later regret because he put me in a lot of that after because he found out that I was being serious and I was never coming back. Um, but the weight of leaving um, when we finally started driving away was, I think, the best feeling you ever go through when you know that you're done. And then he later got blocked and all this other stuff. But he finally apologized the morning I was leaving, saying he should have done more. But then, I think the funniest part was that he told me it was my mom's fault. He said, if it weren't for her, we'd still be together. I honestly wanted to laugh. At that moment, I wanted to laugh because in my mind, I thought, you crazy. You are crazy because your family and you are the only reason this didn't work out. But he still didn't want to admit it. And that's on him. But, you know, whether he wants, will he ever admit it now? I have no idea. But I think what was so great about it was that you finally just had this, I finally had the strength to say no to him to be done with him, to get out of that situation before it truly escalated. Because in all fairness, most of the time when they emotionally abuse you, they it turns violent. And he would have at one point. He really would have. I remember him telling me that if I change my mind, even if for a day he'll come and get me. But I thought, I'm never changing my mind. I'm not coming back. I'm going home. I am going home. It was, uh, it was two and a half years with them. 
It was a hard two and a half years that I stuck it out. Um, like I said, you never expect yourself to be in the situation where you're scared and walking on eggshells and you don't, you're losing weight and you are so stressed out that your body's getting sick. You're not eating. And uh, I thank God every day that I came out unscathed. I came out with debt. Fine. I'll get it. I'll get my credit score back up. I'll fix it. You know, we weren't married. We didn't have kids. I got lucky. I really did. Because some people don't get that lucky. I just, I think the entire experience was really traumatic, but also life-changing and eye-opening. We tell ourselves that we're not going to get into these situations, that we know that we're not going to get into these situations. The truth is, it doesn't escalate quickly like people assume. They know exactly what to say to you. They know exactly how to get you to trust them. They know exactly what they say to get you to them. And once they have you in that situation, they know the words to use because of their certain things. They know who to cut off. And then you're left alone to rely on them. And the sad part is you really do love them. You're really in love with them. But they don't clearly care. I definitely say that I learned a lot about myself in that entire situation. And I had a lot of feedback to give one of my friends who went through that. Because I went through it. The sad part is I've seen somebody close to me go through it before. And I thought, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to allow that to happen to me. And yet, I was there. You really don't know somebody's true colors right away. And that's jumping into something so fast without knowing that I don't ever recommend. Just because you can end up in my situation. And that's exactly what happened to me. And I don't wish that on anybody. I don't. It's rough. It's so rough. But, you know, it happens. And uh, I'm here to open up about my story and about my life. So that if somebody else is going through this, they know they're not alone. That they have somebody that there's always somebody to talk to about it. And there's always somebody that's experienced the same things as them and that it's okay. We're here to share that and to help you and to make sure that you get out of there okay. Because that in the end is the biggest thing. I want you to be okay. I want you to get out of there. And I want you to have a good life and a good relationship. And I went through that myself. And I'm here to tell you, there is light at the end of that tunnel. You just have to be brave enough to leap for it. And uh, I really, I really hope you do. I hope you hear this 
And if you're going through something like that, you reach out to somebody, you know, so that you can be okay. Reach for the light because you deserve a good life and a great love. We all do. And that type is never okay. Thank you so much for listening to this segment. I know this is a little bit of a harder topic to really kind of digest and really think about. But the whole point of this podcast is for me to, you know, kind of girly talk, but it's personal journal as well. And there are so many fun things that I can talk to you guys about, but I truly feel in my heart that when I share these personal experiences that are not so fun and they're more gray and gloomy, that I might help somebody out in some small way, you know? And I also want to do that for other people. And I think that people don't want to talk about certain things or they're too scared to talk about certain things because people will judge you or put blame on you. And I just don't feel that's okay either. And I wanted to shed some light on this. Domestic abuse, physical or emotional or mental, is never okay. And I wanted to share that with you guys. I am next week going to go into what that post-breakup was like. Again, that's going to be a bit of a harder subject too. But I also think it's such a growing, you know, it gets better. Um, Because we're going to grow into the good parts. Um, And I really think that this is such a good opportunity for me to kind of share my story. And so you guys get a better idea of who I am and what I've gone through. And if you feel that way or been through something like that, maybe you can relate and know that somebody out there has done, gone through the same things as you have and, you know, really kind of had that similar kind of experience. So this was the first segment of that. And I, again, just wanted to shed some light on the this situation. Thank you so much again for listening. Uh, like I said, next week is going to be um, what post-breakup was with him, uh, kind of the issues I went through and then what I had to do to get better. Definitely had to get better. And that's a little bit going to get towards more later. Um, and then we're going to go into um, meeting my current, um, which is a great story, guys. That's a good one. I promise. I really appreciate all the listeners out there. I am so, I like I keep saying, but it's so true. I just have loved every minute of podcasting. I've loved every minute of getting to talk out loud to you guys and doing these fun and these stories and really kind of getting into life, you know? So keep listening, keep sharing it, uh, keep coming back because I promise I'm going to keep doing this for you guys. I'm going to keep trying right now to do it every Tuesday. That can potentially change, just give or take on my schedule. Um, I will definitely keep you guys posted about when these videos go up. But I am out of here. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. And if you are listening to me um, tomorrow or whatever, I hope you guys have a good Morning, afternoon, evening, and week. All right, set out.